Hi, everyone. Gary Tester from Catholic Charities here with Father Anthony Ahrens, our chaplain at Catholic Charities, and a special guest today, Christine Commerce, uh, who is the coordinator of the Diocese of Orlando Human Trafficking Task Force. We're here for another episode of Mercy in Action. And as we're going to be talking about a very important topic today, I'd like us to begin with a reading from the Gospel of Luke. Excellent. Uh, What do you think? I think it's a fabulous idea. I love how you always prepare these. Okay. So here we go from the fourth chapter of Luke's Gospel. Jesus came to Nazareth where he had grown up, and he went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recover of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I love that scripture. And I think it fits in so nicely with what we're going to be talking about today. It really does. But, it, you know, it just, um, it, for me, it's one of those scripture passages that's entirely visual. Mm. You can feel the power of the, the, the scripture itself. You can feel the power of uh, seeing the Lord standing there and opening the scroll and reading with authority from the scroll. And then to be able to sit down and everyone's like, okay, what's next? You know, this was a pretty powerful passage. And he says, today, this is fulfilled in your hearing. It it sounds so much like all the things that we've been hearing about during this Christmas season. We hear, today is born, you know. Mm -hmm. Today the wise men came. Today, so it's, it's the eternal today. And so it is today that that scripture has to be fulfilled again and again and again. You know, it's amazing. Um, In my eighth grade uh, religious education class, um, we talk about, I I just mentioned it last night in class with the kids, that (laughs) scripture is timeless. That every time you go into scripture, if you read the same passage every week, it'll always hit you a little bit different. You'll walk away with something new. And I'm reminded again this morning of just how timeless that is because our show, Mercy in Action, is really about featuring the corporal works of mercy as they exist around the diocese. And this scripture verse, which goes all the way back to the prophet Isaiah, again, talks, it, it, in, in my estimation, it hints at what will officially later become the corporal works of mercy. And, you know, and we tie that in with with Psalm 95, where it says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And so it's one of the things that we're praying for, that, that those, those who will hear our podcast, that their hearts will be softened towards this subject that we're going to be dealing with today. A very good subject, but a very painful one as well. You know, it really is. And uh, a little backdrop, um, Deacon Fred Molina 
was the, the deacon who took his, his time as a ministry outside the walls and really got engaged in this process. And in fact, Christine was one of the volunteers for the task force. Um, so she came up through the volunteer ranks um, and, and Deacon Fred, uh, we, we like to laugh. I think Deacon Fred would chuckle with us, you know, was famous for two things in my mind. Number one, um, he got a hold of the issue and he never let it go. It would never rest. Everyone needs to understand the issue of human mm-hmm. trafficking. And number two, he was very good with a fire hose. And I don't mean to put a fire out. <laughs> he would hook you up to the fire hose and fill you with all the water of knowledge he possibly could. Um, and so that's the mission that Christine has to try and carry forward. Mm-hmm. How are you? Good. It's a pleasure to have Christine here. We're very blessed that we've been able to formalize the task force. Uh, Deacon Fred retired um, and was thrilled that the reins were handed off to Christine. And the task force now resides within Catholic Charities of Central Florida uh, under our Department of Advocacy and Justice. So I think it's a great fit for us. And so it's a pleasure to have you here, not only as the coordinator of the task force, but as one of our employees for Catholic Charities, too. It's a little family gathering here. Good. You're right. And she's physically present, you know, yeah. not a telephone Not a phone call. <laughs> right, right. So, Christine, can you give us a little background? Because I'm sure there are folks who know of the task force, but more likely many who don't. Tell us a little bit about the task force itself. So the task force mission is to educate, empower, and engage individuals uh, to advocate for an end of human trafficking. And we're also looking to provide services to survivors as well, now that we're housed under Catholic Charities. Okay, so let me ask a question. If someone has heard the term but doesn't understand what it means, what is human trafficking? So human trafficking takes place with force, fraud, or coercion. So basically, there's these three elements that are involved with human trafficking, and it's not necessarily where someone is gonna kidnap you out of the Target or public's parking lot, it's usually done through a grooming process. And this, this is done often through the internet, but it could be happening in our schools. Unfortunately, they're using kids now to recruit other kids for human trafficking. Um, it can also be used in mall situations. It can be used in restaurants, uh, local, area fast food chains, anywhere and everywhere, there are traffickers out there listening to the conversations of these children and determining who's not happy at home and how can I take advantage of that. You make it sound insidious. It's, it, 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 it sounds like, I'll call them the bad guys, those who are practicing evil, because it certainly is evil. It's almost like they study the world and figure out ways to get their hands around individuals who are vulnerable. Exactly. So it's not something that, you know, they're just going to take you off the streets and, and force you to do this prostitution. It's it's a whole uh, brainwashing almost uh, that takes several months. They'll bef- befriend these girls, maybe even pretend to be their boyfriend, have them fall in love with them. And then from there, it turns around. They will buy them clothes, food, um, cell phones, and then from there, once they have them under their control, then they start using them in the human trafficking and and prostitution era. Okay. So you mentioned um, prostitution, and if I recall correctly, it's it's a more complex picture than, than 
I don't want to call it simple prostitution, but there are different forms of human trafficking. Can you share with us how the task force sees that? Sure. So we address not only sex trafficking, but also labor trafficking as well. And there's 40.3 million slaves around the world right now. And although sex trafficking is the most profitable industry for, for traffickers, it's mostly people in the labor trafficking industry that make up those numbers. So sex trafficking is actually second to illegal drugs as far as profitability. And that's why it's such a fast growing industry. Uh, there's little risk. There's very little prosecution for these traffickers. It's often even hard for the for the victims to testify against the traffickers. So that's why it's such a fast growing industry in today's world. You know, I father, I hate the term industry mm. because we have so many, you know, our society is based on a capitalistic system where industry succeeds and puts money into the system. And to hear this called an yeah. industry. I, I understand the terminology, but it's just sickening. Yes, we, we, we need to find another word for that because industries should be something that, that build people up and build up the economy rather than tear people down. Right. And, you know. Right. Well, it's definitely an affront to the human mm. dignity of the person. If we, if we were out there today and we saw children like they were 200 years ago, you know, out at the Cape or downtown Orlando in shackles and being auctioned off, there would be public outcry. There would be a front page news, newspaper article in the Orlando Sentinel. And unfortunately, it is still happening today. So we may not see the same shackles that we did 200 years ago when there was slavery. But what we do see is that there's still trafficking and, and human slavery happening but it's behind closed doors. So it's replaced by the invisible chains of slavery. And it's often happening on the internet. So every day our children are being bought and sold on the internet for sex and labor trafficking as well. So, and you're thinking that that is, that is local as well and, and not just something that happens overseas. It's right. happening so there in our country. It is. Labor trafficking is very prevalent overseas, and we may not con realize how we contribute to it every day by our purchasing our products. So you may buy that candy bar and may not see that little boy over on the west coast of Africa who's working 12 hours a day for no pay, who's forced to sleep on a black tarp and eat nothing but bananas and yams. And that go doesn't go into our thinking when we pick up that candy bar and make that purchase. But that's something we do need to think about. But it's also happening here locally in Orlando. And Orlando ranks third for the number of human trafficking phone calls in the nation. So To the hotline? To the hotline, to the National Human Trafficking Hotline. That um, is an amazing statistic because it's not only sex trafficking, they're using children for labor trafficking. They may use them to go door-to-door -door sales where they're carrying huge tubs of items from the dollar store that they're peddling to people. So if you see something like that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily encourage the child to come in your house, but definitely offer to maybe get them a drink of water or to step away for a minute, maybe call 911. If you're wrong, hey, there's no harm done. But if you're right, then you can maybe possibly save a child. So 
I mean, in our neighborhood, I've seen kids who are dropped off and they walk through the neighborhood and they carry a big tub of items and they have this great spiel, um, uh, a prepared speech about what they're raising money for and it's inevitably some kind of a scholarship to go places. Does that mean that all kids who do that are, are being trafficked? Well, if they're with the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts, something that's reputable mm -hmm. along those lines. And, you know, usually if there's a parent with them or, you know, they're definitely with a well-known group, I wouldn't say that's a, a human trafficking situation. But if they're out there, you know, by themselves, if they seem to have a rehearsed script, you can ask them questions. Ask them questions outside maybe what they have rehearsed for their for their script for selling the items if they can't answer them or if they seem like they are trained to answer the questions a certain way then that's a red flag I sometimes when we see these kids you know we, we see them with these tubs of things and and we we just want to support them that's why we buy right. things from them but but then we're encouraging this thing when we do buy them absolutely and there was a case in Palm Bay where they they arrested uh, some people for for human trafficking. They were taking these children from Orlando, and these children were gone for 12-hour days. They did it under the premise of kind of like a summer camp that these parents had signed their kids up for. Here's something we can help get your kids in order. We'll teach them how to work. And and what they were doing is where they, was they were taking them to Palm Bay, and they were, they were leaving early in the morning and not getting home till late at night, and these kids were just sitting there selling these products door to door. So the money really, in, in that kind of a situation, the money's not going for scholarships, it's actually going into the hands of the traffickers. Mm -hmm. The kids may get something, but it's not at all what it's portrayed to be. Exactly. So the father, that comes back to the gospel. Mm. Yes. You know, when it says set the captives mm -hmm. free, I mean, we're literally discussing modern day captivity um, yeah. in the most mm -hmm. uh, subtle and creepy ways. Yes. You know, so so how can we bring good news to these people? Because and, and I guess in a sense, it's two sets of persons, the traffickers as well as those who are trafficked. You know, how can we bring an end to all of this? Well, the number one thing I would say is through prayer. Pray for the traffickers that they will have a change of heart. Pray for the victims that are currently in captivity. Pray for the survivors who have been rescued but are still going through ongoing trauma from their situations. Uh, pray for their parents who may not see their child come home today. And also pray, pray for the providers. Pray that the police officers will be able to recognize the signs. Pray for the prosecutors, the, the judges. Pray for all those who are involved, the advocates in, the, in, this, in this human trafficking situation. Because I, I guess it's from those who have been set free that we get a lot of the information. Exactly. That's how we find out how the traffickers are using this force, fraud, and coercion. What, what methods are they using? what's happening in the in this area so christine what does the task force for the diocese <clears throat> you, you've outlined for us um in in i think graphic nature what goes on what is the task force what can you possibly do to address this besides encourage people to pray 
So other than that, I would say education and awareness is key. And that's where the task force comes in. So our mission is to conduct presentations in the schools, in the parishes, with community groups. So we're always looking for volunteers to assist with that mission. But if you're not a presenter, we have other ways you can be involved as well. There's uh, opportunities for social media awareness. There's events that you can do. You can host a fair trade event at your local church. Um, we are currently looking for representatives in each of the nine counties that we serve. We have a great need in Marion and Sumter counties. We would like to see more representatives in Lake County as well. And my goal is to have a representative from each parish. So for example, I, as a, as a representative from Holy Family, have brought prayers of the faithful from my parish to say during mass this weekend, as well as uh, asking them to post an article about human trafficking on their website. So we're looking for our task force members to be representatives <clears throat> to help share the information because I am only one person. Sure. And so we would love to have a representative from every county and every parish in the diocese. So that's great. If, if somebody, um, we'll talk about it again later, but it's a, it, in my mind, it's a great opportunity. If I'm out here and I listen to this podcast or I see something about the task force and I want to get involved, what do I do? Well, you can call me. So my phone number is 407-658-1818. Extension 1122. You can also email me at ccommerce at cflcc.org. And you can also visit the uh, diocesan website at orlandodiocese.org and click under the link for Prevent Human Trafficking. Okay, so there's all kinds of ways that folks can reach out to you. Have I told you how much I love having you as my chaplain? Oh, I really do. This is wonderful. since this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fabulous. We we make a good team. Well, we're very blessed. We're very blessed. Christine, I think people out there would say, you've got to be crazy to try and take this issue on because, number one, you're going to have folks who don't believe it's as bad as the statistics say. And number two... If it is as bad as the statistics say, then you can't do anything about it anyhow. I'm almost reminded again of the gospel passage that you read, Father Anthony, in the sense that for some people, they heard the Lord speak, sit down and say, today this is fulfilled in your hearing. And for some folks, they were dumbstruck. They couldn't believe it was possibly true, even though they had prayed for the Messiah. And I think for probably the majority, and I think scripture bears this out, they thought he was nuts. They became angry, indignant that he had the nerve to say, this is what's going on. Why did you want this job? (laughs) So when I I come home and tell my husband all the stories, he said, are you sure you want this job? So I have uh, very big shoes to fill from Deacon Fred Molina. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I think I got so impassioned about human trafficking is I'm a tree hugger by heart, (laughs) is is my first passion. And, and animal rights and, and all that. And I think my feeling was that these animals, their, their habitats being destroyed and so forth, and no one is, they, they can't speak up for themselves. And that's how I feel about human trafficking. Once I learned more about it and what was going on and how prevalent it is, that often these victims don't have a voice and that's where we can come in. And we have an obligation 
as these are our brothers, our sisters, our children, that are they're being held against their will. It's truly a modern day form of slavery where they work 12 hour days with little or no pay. And Pope Francis calls this the modern form of slavery as one of the most troubling of the world's open wounds. And so for me, I'd like to be that voice and I'd like to encourage others and I hope to inspire others to be the voice of those victims who do not have one so we can speak up against and hopefully one day end human trafficking. Well, speaking selfishly as the executive director of Catholic Charities, I'm thrilled you're aboard. I'm thrilled you you took the role that you have. And I know we're building on a great uh, start that Deacon Fred created with the volunteers of the task force. How many members do we have now of the task force? So we're about 80 members right now. Wow. And I'd like to mention over the years, uh, they've been a great asset to the task force. And we were recently recognized as a Polaris Star Award winner through the Greater Orlando Human Trafficking Task Force. So when does that recognition be, become official? So that'll be January 24th okay. at the awards ceremony. Anyone is welcome to attend. Once again, you can contact me if you'd like to more details. Great, great. And one last item, and, and Father will wrap up with a blessing from you, but Christine, you have a meeting coming up, a semi-annual meeting of the task force itself. So I'm guessing if someone is interested in being involved, this might be a great way to come and find <laughs> out any details on that? Yes, it's February 2nd, Saturday from 8 to noon at St. Margaret Mary in Winter Park. And we'll have breakfast is provided. We'll have a training and an, an informational session about our, up, our new mission and the, the direction the task force is taking. Great, great. Again, if you would just give us your phone number. Sure. 407-658-1818, extension 1122. You can also email me at ccommerce at cflcc.org. Christine, it's been great having you with us this morning. Very informative. Father, it fit right in, as you probably knew it would, with the gospel uh, you chose. No, most definitely. Close us up. Know, I'll close with, with a section of the prayer that Pope Francis had for the year of mercy. Let us pray. Send your spirit and consecrate every one of us with its anointing so that your church, with renewed enthusiasm, may bring good news to the poor, proclaim liberty to captives and the oppressed, and restore sight to the blind. We ask this through the intercession of Mary, Mother of Mercy, you who live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father and of the Son, of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father Anthony. Christine, thank you. And everyone, we wish you a very happy new year.